Good day, guys, and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today, we have a special guest. I guess it's a very special guest because it is my fiance, Lauren Simpson. How are you doing, Lauren Simpson? Hello, Mark Carroll in the other room. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. Um, so I thought I'd get Lauren back on Well, we've been trying. Remember a couple months ago, we were going to do like a podcast episode um, ideally each we week. Really over- we really overcommitted, underdelivered on the promise of the weekly podcast together, but we're making one happen today for you guys. Yeah. We get lots of DMs about, you know, doing it again. And in truth, would love to, but yeah, it's one of those things in life. You want to do a lot of things and you know, you say yes to a lot of things, but then the busier you get, more stressed you get. And it's not the easiest thing just to sit down and talk. You know, if you have a commitment, say to someone else online, you've got it booked in and you don't want to let them down. But when it's your partner, you can always justify excuses not to do it, right? Yeah, I feel like it's when it's, it's just us, it's way too easy if you feel like somewhat tired just to cancel or it just... We're both, our schedules are very busy and just haven't aligned, but we're making it happen today. So this is going to be the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts to make up for it, right? <laughs> it is. I think they'll take a lot away from today. I hope so. All right. So today's episode, everyone, what we want to do is talk about um, what Lauren has actually been recently doing up until the last couple of weeks, and that is around her building phase. Obviously, I have um, an audience which cares a lot about you know body composition, not just fat loss, but muscle building, and also a lot of women who care about it. Likewise, as Lauren, and you know, there's so many, there's so many things around building, around the psychology of it, that I think hold people back. But then also the technical side of it, looking at the calories, the macros, the time frames, and stuff like that. So I thought there'd be no better kind of real way of just looking at what we do and how we do it and kind of explain the recent journey for Lauren. So I guess, Lauren, do you want to initially um, just begin with explaining, well, A, just anyone doesn't know what is a build phase when we mean, what we mean by build phase and why you actually then went about a building phase? Yeah. So a build phase, or a lot of people like to refer it as a bulk, but I actually hate the word bulk because I don't know, it just seems such like a bro bodybuilder term, but we all say building phase. And essentially this just means that you are going into an intentional phase of having increased in calories of wanting to build muscle with that purpose of building muscle and also strength. So you are putting yourself obviously in this calorie surplus in order to do so. Uh, For me, I really wanted to um, do a build phase because obviously I do have the history of competing and for many years I was so diligent with my training and building muscle, building strength and honestly my body is very straight up and down. I naturally find it really hard to build muscle because I am just like straight up and down. What is it called? Like a hard gainer? I feel like I am. (laughs) Um, So for me, after a period of not competing. I've really focused in on like business and other goals and training and having like actual hard body composition goals hadn't been a priority. So I thought, you know what, it is time to kind of flip the switch again, because I love feeling super motivated for that. 
And I have lost a fair bit of muscle, well, I believe, and also strength. And you guys know I love my strength training. So what better way than to do a build phase, but also have that major goal of increasing my squat and deadlift alongside that. So essentially three months ago, I set out with that. We got back from Hawaii after our um, the engagement and then the, I was the greatest like, week of Lauren's life, right? The most and magical Lauren, of my life. Um, and then, so yeah, essentially I just, um, went back into a build straight from there. Cool. So something, I guess, looking at with your training over the last couple of years and I kind of want to clarify some stuff because we often get a lot of questions around Lauren's training and what she's doing and even some, you know, negative comments we often get around um, recently around kind of like Lauren's physique and stuff like that right now compared to say when she was competing. And this is one of the things that pains me, everyone, is that people go, oh, well, she doesn't look as muscular as she did four years ago and she's not as you know her physique is not like that four, four five no years in, ago you've made no improvement yeah we saw some guys say oh what does she know what do they know she hasn't even made any improvements since she competed and here's the thing no shit dickhead the goal is not to keep fucking getting better it's like saying hey usain bolt you just won the 100 meters at the olympics and now you're retired from competing at the Olympics and now you're not as fast four years on. No fucking shit. Like <laughs> what a shocker. The goal, here's the thing guys. And this is just all the people listening to this are all the nice, lovely people in the industry and stuff who support us and stuff like that. But if your goal is to get on stage and become world bikini champion, you're going to be training a different way. Guess what? Lauren did that. She literally became world bikini champion. And then guess what happened after she became world bikini champion, she competed again and came third and actually looked even better, but came third and that's fine. But then after that, within a few months, about five, six months, she then um, had emergency bowel surgery, didn't train for five, six months, lost a huge amount of muscle after, you know, being hospitalized for a long time and couldn't train for a very, very long time. And so after that, the goal was then, Hey, not let's get back to how much muscle she had when she was competing. She doesn't need to do that. It just makes no sense because she didn't want to compete. And then obviously Lauren now happens. Life just happens. And like you go through different phases in life, right? I was so focused on that one goal and like nothing would stand in the way. I sacrificed everything to be in that and how I looked. But then obviously I started rare business was booming and, um, other things became my priority. So it's like, it just goes to show in life, like we do go through like phases in our life when fitness is going to be your hard and fast goal and you can give everything to that. And yes, your body might be freaking amazing, but then years later, you might not be in that same position. I also think that's really important to just not compare yourself to previous versions of you, past versions. Yeah, and I'd say right now, you know, Lauren probably has, you know, 85% of the muscle she has as when she competed. But I'd also say she's probably three or four times more knowledgeable than what she was back then. Whereas for myself, 
I'm probably three to four times more knowledgeable than I was seven, eight years ago. And I'm probably about 20% of my physique back then. So it just, when people kind of match up, well, you, you know, your knowledge back to your physique and stuff like that, it's stupid, especially when someone's already done it at the highest of levels. Like, what do you expect people to do? So anyways, that was a little rant, guys, I wanted to chat about for a while. You're very but, passionate about that. Uh, I just hate, honestly, I hate people chatting shit about my partner, especially when they're just morons and you know whatever chat shit say say i'm dumb say whatever but don't chat shit about lauren simpson um don't mess <laughs> with my fiance especially when like you know how great she is and all that stuff anyways i'm very defensive of my girl but <laughs> anyways anyways now let's get back to the build so obviously lauren had you know put on still muscle mass just when you come back to training she's put on muscle mass but I think for a long time, especially with doing like rare and doing a lot more modeling and stuff of like that, like she hasn't needed to be as big and jacked when you're doing more yeah. fashion stuff. And I'm, I personally, I like Lauren. I, I, I love where she's at these days. You know, I, I like probably, you know, the probably less jacked Lauren personally. That's my opinion. Not that I need her to do what I want. I want her to do whatever the hell she wants, you know? Um, but it hasn't been a thing, but she, you know, really wanted to, start putting some muscle mass on and do that stuff, which is great. So let's just go over some of the details of the build. Cause I guess I kind of want to share this with um, everyone. So you can kind of almost see this as a case study. So you can look at what, what you do and stuff like that and what we did. So I would say firstly, um, Lauren, where did your calories go at the start of the build? I think we pretty much went straight up to, 2100 now I have come a lot of people be like how did you increase from them like what's your maintenance calories what's this to be honest guys I have not consistently tracked in probably years now so I probably eat lower calorie in the week I was eating lower calorie in the week then my weekends were a little bit of a blowout and but I kind of just managed my weight I was like basically maintaining and we just come back from holidays as well. So there was not sort of like a hard and fast, like what was my exact calories before then. But I think you just kind of made an educated guess, not guess, but like an educated decision on um, what those calories would be. But yeah, we started, I think at 2100. Yeah. So the reason I did this guys was let's say someone comes to you as a co- for the coaches out there or also for the people who just want to put, um, you know, start in a building phase. What I like to do with clients is if someone hasn't been tracking for a long time, it's hard to kind of know exactly where they're at with the calories and where the metabolic rate is at. So what I did was I worked out her total daily energy expenditure, her TDE. And what I did was as TDE is a range, guys, it's not always just this fixed spot. I actually put on the lower end just to kind of see where she's going and, get her used to eating more food and tracking food. And that's kind of one thing I like to do with clients is even someone as advanced as Lauren, I try to ease people in from the psychological component of let's get back to tracking. Let's build the calories up, but we don't need to go into a massive build and let's just lay the foundations there. So I think that's where we started for a fair few weeks, right? Yeah. So I think that probably half of the build um we were at that and we're just kind of seeing how things were going um my weight was increasing and then it kind of did like stabilize and when it did stabilize then you were like okay now like we're ready for that next jump in calories yeah and so that's where i think um we increased around about 125 150 calories which is around about a five or six percent calorie increase um we went there for another kind of four weeks three or four weeks again. And then I believe the final couple of weeks again, 
we once again increased around that kind of mark. So where we started the build, we didn't finish the build. The goal was to progressively increase the calories and to ensure that there was a rate of weight gain. And yes, we wanted weight gain for a build. Yeah. Um. So what was the, so the overall time frame was, what was that again, Lauren? Yeah. So we ended up doing three months, which I am kicking myself. Like I would have loved to have done this sooner. So my advice to anyone out there is if you're umming and ahhing about it, like just go all in on your build phase, stop like tiptoeing around and going into a deficit for a little and then coming back out. Um, so we did three months because I am wanting to go into a small deficit now. Like I was going to do a more aggressive one, but we just thought maybe just a, a more manageable deficit was um, a better idea at this time of year, um, just because it is this time of year. Um, and I do have a few shoots and things coming up. So ideally the build phase would have been longer. I would have loved to do a minimum of like six months. Um, just so you guys know, when you told me you wanted to go to a cut, was I a fan of that? No, he was. <laughs> you were definitely not. I feel like because we're making such good progress, and it's like if you're making progress with your strength, and you can see like the actual progress you are making, even with muscle as well. To then obviously go back. Yeah. yeah so I, I I really hope this is a test for all my awesome audience. What's the kind of the time frame? The minimum time frame I say I like a client to build. Anybody? Anybody? Normally I say the minimum is 16 to say 24 weeks. That's kind of the range I really want people to shoot for. And so we got 12 weeks. And why did we get 12 weeks? Because um, obviously pre the start, we're going to Hawaii and, you know, hadn't been overseas like that for a while. And obviously Lauren kind of wanted to um, feel confident and great in a great place for Hawaii. And then we did the build and it came into November and Lauren needed to do some shoots and stuff for her business and wanted to be a bit lean for that. So in the end, we didn't get my goal of kind of like around 16 plus weeks, but we got 12 weeks. And so 12 weeks is still going to be a whole lot better than eight weeks or six weeks or absolutely nothing. And the thing is I'd ha- like to also throw in is that because Lauren's actually had that muscle mass before, there's something I really noticed with people is that it's much easier to build the muscle you've once had mm. than build muscle mass you've never had. So even though she did 12 weeks, I'll counter that and say for Lauren doing a 12-week build would be probably more like comparative to someone who's never had that muscle, probably do a nine-month build because she's had that muscle before. She's had that foundation and that kind of muscle memory and that ability to put that tissue on seems to come back quickly. And in that 12 weeks, you know, she made rapid progress, um, not just in from a physical standpoint, from a but from a strength standpoint. So do you want to, um, something I really want to talk to Lauren about and get her kind of talking about this as well is that, you know, I talk to you guys all on the podcast often about building and, you know, time in a build. But something I, I, you know, I love talking to my own private clients about and I love, you know, communicating with them in our weekly check-ins is when they're in a build, something else also happens. They start to use those calories and using those calories then translates to better and better sessions. And so I know for Lauren, do you want to kind of talk to um, everyone about kind of your progress the last the, that over that um, three month time frame? 
Yeah. So obviously when we're talking about building muscle, it does require energy. It requires more food and then more food is giving you like, for me, I've never felt so motivated with my motivated with my training as when I am in a build phase. Um, when I know that I'm doing my heavy lifts, I feel strong. I feel stable. And, uh, it's for me, like it, it's the non-aesthetic goal and it's taking away from obviously like when you are in a build phase and you're maybe a little bit more concerned with what you look like, et cetera, but having like mentally also having that um, strength goal set and knowing that you are going to step into the gym and just feel a lot stronger. Um, for me, like that is, I never train as well as I do during the build phase. It's just, yeah, it's a lot more motivating. You know that your performance in the gym, you can see the progress. And even for me, I feel like I'm so much more diligent in the gym. I'm motivated to go to my sessions. I literally did not skip a session during my build phase. But as soon as like I kind of flip out of that and now I'm dieting, I don't know, my diet mindset and my build mindset is very different when it comes to training. And I honestly think it comes down to the fact that I feel genuinely stronger and like I do have like that food as fuel in my build And it's like, actually, you're doing the work. The work is happening in your build phase. Like a lot of people think like when you are shredding down, like this is where the magic is happening. But I always think the magic is happening when you are in your build. That's when you are actually like creating the shape. You're building the muscle. You're getting strong. The actual fat loss phase is just revealing the hard work that you did in that build. So I think for me, that's why I find it so motivating at that time. Yeah. The thing I often think is cool with muscle building versus say fat loss phases is that you know when you're dieting for fat loss right you're lifting weights and you're obviously primarily lifting weights to maintain your muscle mass and obviously you're in a calorie deficit trying to um using calorie deficit to um create fat loss you know be an energy deficit fat loss etc and then your resistance training obviously you're primarily trying to keep what you've got you've already what you've got is primarily what you're going to keep and that's the goal of resisting um doing resistance training And, you know, we often talk about how you can't spot reviews. So you doing crunches is not going to lead to, say, more body fat lost off your belly or you doing squats does not mean you're going to lose more body fat off your legs. But the cool thing with a building phase is when you're actually eating in a surplus and you're training and you're actually lifting for that, you know, you're doing those um, hip thrusts, you're actually saying to your body, I want to grow that specific tissue. You're actually providing your calories. And the cool thing with lifting weights is, no, you can't spot reduce body fat, but you can directly target the muscle that you want to grow. So when you're, I think when you're in a building phase, you're literally actually like developing your physique. It's not just, Hey, I'm getting leaner and developing, I'm losing fat to reveal what I've got in a building phase. You're actually improving upon what you've got. And that's why I think, again, like so many people don't actually improve their physique over time because they're spending most of their time just in that dieting phase, showing off what they've got. They're not actually in that phase of dedicated long periods of time in that surplus where they're actually then directly trying to develop what they don't have yet. I actually really love how, how you've just worded that. And it kind of like, Thank you. it's like a bit of a light bulb moment. I hope for a lot of people that are listening, like, no, you can't spot reduce body fat when you're in the gym and you're doing a calorie deficit. But yes, when on your glute days, when you are training your glutes freaking hard, like, yes, you are actually working that muscle. So I think that that's like such a cool way to think about training. I've actually never heard of it like condensed like that. Good job, Coach Mark Carroll. My my beautiful mind. 
I'm not very good at things in life, but I can come up with like analogies pretty well. Okay, we're saying we're saying the shops today. Like I'm, I'm good at analogies. Very good. Um, right. So, two more things I kind of want to touch on. So, number one is kind of your weight gain, and so weight went up. Unsurprisingly, like where do we kind of start at, and where do we get to? I think I started around 57 kilos, and I ended. I think I was around 63, just under 63, around 63. Yeah, so all up, I think it was around like that five and a half kilo mark of yeah. weight gain, which for Lauren, where did you say you started? Sorry, 57. Around 57. So all up, you know, she added about 10% to her body weight. You know, so, you know, that's, you know, that's something that's quite considerable. And it's a funny thing, you know, I'm sure we've all been there that when the scale's gone up half a kilo, we freaked mm-hmm. out and like, oh my God. And, you know, it's a, there's so many factors that influence it. But here, yeah, in, yeah sorry, yeah. go on. I was going to say, like, to be honest, this build was the first, like, I actually bought scales and I have not owned scales for like the entire time that I was competing. Every time that I had to check in or weigh myself, I'd always do it at the gym, like with Mark or whoever. And so, because for me, like the scales was always such a triggering thing and I just never wanted them at home because I never wanted to fall into that mindset. But I feel like that's such a win for me, like over the years, like knowing I've actually bought scales because I want to ensure that I've got the data so that when I am actually weighing myself, I'm seeing that the numbers are going up. And so to be able to like actually detach yourself from like the number on a scale, I think is like such a huge thing. And a lot of people do struggle with so I think, yeah, that was the only reason I bought scales during this build. We hadn't had them forever. So I have actually, that's how I knew the numbers. And that's how also Mark knew the weight was going up and that we could increase the calories because the numbers were there. But it was, it was a bit of a mind fuck. Can I swear on the podcast? No, it's going to get taken down. There goes <laughs> the Coach Mark Carroll business. It's over. We had a good run. Um. But yeah, it is like a build, fade, and mindset. That's a yeah, huge so thing. Let, let's kind of get into the mindset around the build. So you've kind of went just quickly just then about how you hadn't really used the scale much previously, especially in the last few years. What was the what was the trigger to getting you to actually go grab a pair of scale, uh, uh, scales and not feel so? I don't know, intimidated. I, was it was it to me, I kind of feel like outside looking in that I think for you, you kind of felt like, you know what, if I'm gonna do it right, I'm gonna do it right. If I'm gonna go yeah. to the calories and stuff like that and have me write her programs and actually, you know, abuse me when I haven't got her programmer on time and stuff like that. <laughs> like if she's gonna do the programming I write and she's gonna do the calories they give her, then she might as well give me more data to work off. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I saw it as. I saw it as just data. And I felt like if I was going to do this build phase and I was only going to have like three months, I really wanted to go all in and do as best as I could in all elements, like of the training, of the food, being able to like provide you with those numbers. So yeah, like obviously it was a big thing for me to have scales again. I know that it seems weird probably to some people, but for me, it's like, well, now it is just numbers. So I am glad kind of that. I did do that. And even though seeing the number going up is definitely scary, I won't lie. But yeah, as I said, like, I think now I've just like really detached away from that. I think, I think I kind of want to finish though on something around the mindset around the build. And I probably should have 
asked you in advance this kind of question. Um, when Lauren was asking me, hey, what questions would you ask me? And me being me, I always like to just do things on the fly. Lauren's one. I'm so much people- more organized, guys. This is why it stresses me about podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like having some kind of like, all right, today's topic is going to be X, Y, Z. Like, what are we going to talk about? Whereas Mark is so on the fly. <laughs> yeah, like I don't write things down. Like I remember when I used to have a, you know, when I was doing personal training, I used to have like 60 clients once years ago and I had no diary. You know, I don't use my calendar these days, any, you know, ever. You know, I just, everything's just kind of in my head and I just go with flow. Whereas Lauren just plans everything out. But now back to that around the build. So obviously you kind of said building's quite hard and mentally and so many women struggle with it, but not just women, actually guys, everyone does, but obviously there's a lot of pressure around women and their physiques. And I feel social media has really drilled that in more than ever because, you know, back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, we weren't all just posting our physiques all the time. So if you went and did a build, no one's going to really notice other than the people in your gym and no one's really going to care. But then, you know, you're posting content to look the part all the time. And then all of a sudden you do a build and you don't, you don't get that same validation. And then you're doing the old reposting of old photos, <laughs> kind of like when I when I share my old photos from five years ago. Memories. Yeah, I, I love when I share a photo from five years ago and it even says memories of like 2017 and people are like, oh, you look so good today. I'm like, that's not me today, people. <laughs> but thank you. Um, but I want to finish with two tips for helping women out there, but also men um, for – um, I guess dealing with the negative kind of voices you might get in your head around a build, like what were two things that you think maybe you approached this time? Because I know for a fact, like you seem so chilled with it. You barely ever complained about it. You barely felt, you know, like what, what are two kind of tips do you think that probably helped you and could give some advice to someone who's in a build or potentially going into a build? So I think just firstly, just, totally embracing this phase for what it is and just knowing that a little bit of fat gain over this time like it is inevitable you're in a calorie surplus so just reframing your mindset and just going in there with that expectation you're not going to be shredded you don't need to be shredded either 24 7 I think a lot of people feel like in order to be successful in order to be pretty or whatever whatever to look amazing you need to have like shredded abs 24 7 um, which absolutely isn't the case Uh, so for me I just think embracing it totally fully as I said like I went all in on this and I just knew that um, at the end of the day the discomfort and I always say like embrace discomfort discomfort is only temporary and what we are wanting is like that result and it's going to be for the long term too so just know that feeling like a little bit fluffy a little bit bloated it's just temporary and the actual satisfaction that you're going to get from just living in that little place's discomfort is going to be like miles ahead um I also think knowing that you look at a lot of bodies on social media and like oh my god she must weigh so like little she must look like this and I think a lot of people don't actually realize that your dream body or the body that you aspire to actually weighs more than what you think it is. And you do need to obviously be building muscle to have that shape. So if you want to look and I'll say toned, like that does have muscle as well. So the advice is like, if you want to build that, you've got that dream body, it's toned, it's shapely, like you need to Obviously, yes, that comes down to fat loss as well, but there is going to be a significant amount of muscle mass that that person does have too. So muscle does weigh something. It takes up space. So don't freak out if you are on this like journey of changing your body that the scale might actually go up 
even though you actually are improving your total body composition as a whole. Um, but yeah, I just think like my number one tip is just like embrace the chapter of for what it is and everything that comes with it because as I said, it's um, discomfort is temporary. I like that. Thanks. Look at us go. I like that. There we go. Let's let's get as many kind of cliches out as we can. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Shut up. That was good. I like it. I'd also kind of say like something I often like people to look for, especially my clients when they're going to a build phase is I'll use my often example. Like, you know, a couple of years ago through COVID, I got really depressed. Well, more depressed than normal. And I stopped training. I put on like 17 kilos, right? That's a lot, you know, like 40 pounds. That's very different to say going to a surplus and purposely eating and oh, yeah. lifting heavy. And yes, you've gained five, six, seven, eight pounds, but you're you're purposely doing it. You're in control of your you're in control of it. You're purposely overeating. You're training hard. So yes, you're gaining weight, but remember you're trying to gain muscle mass. So it's not all just fat mass and you're eating more. That's very different to then say being like me when I got depressed and gained 35, 40 pounds, you know, cause I wasn't training. So I'm not gaining muscle mass. I'm losing muscle mass. I'm putting all body fat on and I'm not in control cause I didn't want to be gaining 40 pounds, you know? So that's just one way to look at it as well. Like when you go in a build, it's like, Oh, the weight's going up. Yeah. But just remember you're in control of it. You're doing this for your future. You, me, yeah. when I got depressed and put on that weight, that wasn't ideal. That was never for my future. You from a positive thing. So, Building though, when it's a planned build, that's actually a positive. That's you taking charge of your future physique, which I think is always important. You're in control. And that's whenever you feel in control in life, that's always a nice, powerful feeling. So just remind yourself that what you're doing right now, if you're in a build phase, own it. You're the boss. You're the boss of your physique and you're taking your your physique where you want it to be long term. Yeah. You like that, Lauren? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cliche. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, guys, so I hope that um, gives you a bit of info on kind of what Lauren did because I was very proud of her, you know, to go do that, you know, and and, I, and, and I'd also say, you know, I think it was good for her and just um, even her content, a lot of people freak out over social media content, but people love seeing someone do a build. They love asking yeah, they questions. Yeah, so people love, but they're invested into that. So all the trainers out there or whatnot who freak out, like it's good to do. So what we'll do is hopefully I'll say next week, but who knows with us, um, we'll, we we'll try to get, yeah, we'll try to um, do a podcast next on um, Lauren's mini cart, her current mini cart, which is kind of started and where we'll um, be going with that and a bit more details there. But I think we just really want to give you a bit of um, inside scoop on the build and kind of explain things and yeah, give, um, I guess I often talk a lot but it's good to get a, a woman's side of the thing who's actually been doing it um, from more, the, I guess, the client, competitor, or whatever kind of person's side over just, say, the coach telling people what to do. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I got to share my experience with that. Yeah. So, guys, with that, if you enjoyed this podcast and you think someone will get value from it or your audience, please go share the podcast to your social medias. Whenever you do share the podcast, it helps so much. And also, if you haven't yet, please leave us a five-star rating on the podcast and a little review and make sure you follow the podcast either on um, Spotify or Apple because when you do, it helps tremendously. So Lauren Simpson, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure everyone really appreciates it. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>